Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 182. Have you ever felt like you've been forgotten? Maybe you've even been left behind when you were younger or at some point and people forgot about you or forgot about your needs. In the passages we're looking at today, we, we see a God who knows what this is like and who actually says that he is someone who will never forget us. And in doing so, he's promising that we can cry out to him, we can look to him, and that he cares about us no matter who we are, where we're coming from. And so I hope this will be an encouragement to your heart and your soul today as you hear these passages and realize that we have a God who never forgets. We'll begin today with Isaiah 49, a description of a special person who ends up being Jesus in the New Testament, who's a suffering servant who shows us why God never forgets. Isaiah 49. Listen to me, you coastlands. Pay attention, you people who live far away. The Lord summoned me from birth. He commissioned me when my mother brought me into the world. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. He hid me in the hollow of his hand. He made me like a sharpened arrow. He hid me in his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, Israel, through whom I will reveal my splendor. But I thought, I have worked in vain. I have expended my energy for absolutely nothing. But the Lord will vindicate me. My God will reward me. So now the Lord says, the one who formed me from birth to be a servant, he did this to restore Jacob to himself so that Israel might be gathered to him and I would be honored in the Lord's sight for my God is the source of my strength. He says, is it too insignificant a task for you to be my servant, to reestablish the tribes of Jacob and restore the remnant of Israel? I will make you a light to the nations so you can bring my deliverance to the remote regions of the earth. This is what the Lord, the protector of Israel, their Holy One says to the one who is despised and rejected by nations as servant of rulers. Kings will see and rise in respect. Princes will bow down because of the faithful Lord, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. This is what the Lord says. At the time I decide to show my favor, I will respond to you. In the day of deliverance, I will help you. I will protect you and make you a, make you a covenant mediator for people to rebuild the land and to reassign the desolate property. You will say to the prisoners, come out, and to those who are in dark dungeons, emerge. They will graze beside the roads. On all the slopes they will find pasture. They will not be hungry or thirsty. The sun's oppressive heat will not beat down on them, for one who has compassion on them will guide them. He will lead them to springs of water. I will make them make all my mountains into a road. I will construct my roadways. Look, they come from far away. Look, some come from north and west and others from the land of Sinim. Shout for joy, O sky. Rejoice, O earth. Let the mountains give a joyful shout. For the Lord consoles his people and shows compassion to the oppressed. Zion said, The Lord has abandoned me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her baby who nurses at her breast? Can she withhold compassion from the child she has borne? Even if mothers were to forget, I could not forget you. Look, I have inscribed your name on my palms. 
Your walls are constantly before me. Your children hurry back while those who, uh, those who destroyed and devastated you depart. Look around you. All of them gather to you. As surely as I live, says the Lord, you will certainly wear all of them like jewelry. You will put them off as one, as if you were you put them on as if you were a bride. Yes, your land lies in ruins; it is desolate and devastated. But now you will be too small to hold your residence, and those who devoured you will be far away. Yet the children born during your time of bereavement will say within your hearing, "This place is too cramped for us. Make room for us, so we can live here." Then you will think to yourself, "Who bore these children for me? I was bereaved and barren, dismissed and divorced. Who raised these children?" Look, I was left alone. Where did these children come from? And this is what the Lord, the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I will raise my hand to the nations. I will raise my signal flag to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. Kings will be your children's guardians. Their princesses will nurse your children. With their faces to the ground, they will bow down to you and they will lick the dirt on your feet. Then you will recognize that I am the Lord. Those who wait patiently for me are not put to shame. Can spoils be taken from a warrior or captives be rescued from a conqueror? Indeed, says the Lord, captives will be taken from a warrior. Spoils will be rescued from a conqueror. I will oppose your adversary and I will rescue your children. I will make your oppressors eat their own flesh. They will get drunk on their own blood as if it were wine. Then all humankind will recognize that I am the Lord, your deliverer, your protector, the powerful one of Jacob. And this is what the Lord says. Where is your mother's divorce certificate by which I divorced her? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you? Look, you were sold because of your sins. Because of your rebellious acts, I divorced your mother. Why does no one challenge me when I come? Why does no one respond when I call? Is my hand too weak to deliver you? Do I lack the power to rescue you? Look, with a mere shout, I can dry up the sea. I can turn streams into a desert. So the fish rot away and die from, any, from lack of water. I can clothe the sky in darkness. I can cover it with sackcloth. The Sovereign Lord has given me the capacity to be his spokesman, so that I know how to help the weary. He wakes me up every morning. He makes me alert so I can listen attentively as disciples do. The Sovereign Lord has spoken to me clearly. I have not rebelled. I have not turned back. I offered my back to those who attacked, my jaws to those who tore out my beer, beard, I did not hide my face from insults and spitting, but the Sovereign Lord helps me, so I am not humiliated. For that reason, I am steadfastly resolved. I know I will not be put to shame. The one who vindicates me is close by. Who dares to argue with me? Let us confront each other. Who is my accuser? Let him challenge me. Look, the Sovereign Lord helps me. Who dares to condemn me? Look, all of them will wear out like clothes. A moth will eat away at them. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys his servant? Whoever walks in deep darkness without light should trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Look, all of you who start a fire and who equip yourselves with flaming arrows. Walk in the light of the fire you started and among the flaming arrows you ignited. This is what you will receive from me. You will lie down in a place of pain. Listen to me, you who pursue godliness, who seek the Lord. Look at the rock from which you were chiseled, at the quarry from which you were dug. Look at Abraham, your father, and Sarah, who gave you birth. When I summoned him, he was a lone individual, but I blessed him and gave him numerous descendants. Certainly the Lord will console Zion. He will console all her ruins. He will make her wilderness like Eden, her arid rift valley like the garden of the Lord. Happiness and joy will be restored to her, thanksgiving and the sound of music. 
Pay attention to me, my people. Listen to me, my people. For I will issue a decree. I will make my justice a light to the nations. I am ready to vindicate. I am ready to deliver. I will establish justice among the nations. The coastlands wait patiently for me. They will wait. They wait in anticipation for the revelation of my power. Look up at the sky. Look at the earth below. For the sky will dissipate like smoke, and the earth will wear out like clothes. Its residents will die like gnats. But the deliverance I give is permanent. The vindication I provide will not disappear. Listen to me, you who know what is right, you people who are aware of my law. Don't be afraid of the insults of men. Don't be discouraged because of their abuse. For a moth will eat away at them like clothes. A a clothes moth will devour them like wool. But the vindication I provide will be permanent. The deliverance I will give will last. Wake up. Wake up. Clothe yourself with strength, O arm of the Lord. Wake up as in former times, as in antiquity. Did you not smash the proud one? Did you not wound the sea monster? Did you not dry up the sea, the waters of the great deep? Did you not make a path through the depths of the sea so those delivered from bondage could cross over? Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return. They will enter Zion with a happy shout. Unending joy will crown them. Happiness and joy will overwhelm them. Grief and suffering will disappear. I, I am the one who consoles you. Why are you afraid of mortal men, of mere human beings who are as short-lived as grass? Why do you forget the Lord who made you, who stretched out the sky and founded the earth? Why do you constantly tremble all day long at the anger of the oppressor when he makes plans to destroy? Where is the anger of the oppressor? The one who suffers will soon be released. He will not die in prison. He will not go hungry. I am the Lord your God who churns up the sea so that its waves surge. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. I commission you as my spokesman. I cover you with the palm of my hand to establish the sky and to found the earth, to say to Zion, you are my people. Wake up, wake up, get up, O Jerusalem. You drank from the cup the Lord passed you, which was full of his anger. You drained dry the goblet full of intoxicating wine. There is one, there is no one to lead her among all the children she bore. There is no one to take her by the hand among all the children she raised. These double disasters confronted you. But who feels sorry for you? Destruction and devastation, famine and sword. But who consoles you? Your children faint. They lie at the head of every street like an antelope in a snare. They are left in a stupor by the Lord's anger, by the battle cry of your God. Listen to this, oppressed one, who is drunk but not from wine. This is what the Sovereign Lord, even your God who judges his people, says. Look, I have removed from your hand the cup of intoxicating wine, the goblet full of my anger. You will no longer have to drink it. I will put it into the hand of your tormentors who say to you, Lie down so we can walk over you. You made your back like the ground and like the street for those who walked over you. Wake up, wake up, clothe yourself with strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful clothes, O Jerusalem, holy city. For the uncircumcised and unclean pagans will no longer invade you. Shake off the dirt. Get up, captive Jerusalem. Take off the iron chains around your neck, O captive daughter Zion. For this is what the Lord says. You are sold for nothing, and you will not be redeemed for money. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. In the beginning, my people went to live temporarily in Egypt. Assyria oppressed them for no good reason. And now, what do we have here, says the Lord? Indeed, my people have been carried away for nothing. Those who rule over them taunt, says the Lord, and my name is constantly slandered all day long. For this reason, my people will know my name. For this reason, they will know at that time that I am the one who says, Here I am. 
How delightful it is to see approaching over the mountains the feet of a messenger who announces peace, a messenger who brings good news, who announces deliverance, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen shout in unison, they shout for joy, for they see with their very own eyes the Lord's return to Zion. In unison, give a joyful shout, O ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord consoles his people, he protects Jerusalem. The Lord reveals his royal power in the sight of all the nations. The entire earth sees our God deliver. Leave, leave, get out of there. Don't touch anything unclean. Get out of it. Stay pure, you who carry the Lord's holy items. You do not depart quickly or leave in a panic. For the Lord goes before you. The God of Israel is your rear guard. Well, there we have uh, part of Isaiah where we're reminded that God will come. He will redeem that he will rescue, and he does it because he's a God who never forgets. And now we turn to Psalm 69, which is a psalm of David in which David cries out to God uh, when he feels like God in one sense has forgotten him. Even though he knows that's not true, he's honest about his feelings, and he calls out to God to rescue him in the midst of his pain and sorrow. Psalm 69. For the music director, according to the tune of Lilies by David, Deliver me, O God, for the water has reached my neck. I sink into the deep mire where there is no solid ground. I am in deep water and the current overpowers me. I am exhausted from shouting for help. My throat is sore. My eyes grow tired from looking for my God. Those who hate me without cause are more numerous than the hairs of my head. Those who want to destroy me, my enemies for no reason, outnumber me. They make me repay what I did not steal. O God, you are aware of my foolish sins. My guilt is not hidden from you. Let none who rely on you be disgraced because of me. O sovereign Lord of heaven's armies, let none who seek you be ashamed because of me, O God of Israel. For I suffer humiliation for your sake, and I am thoroughly disgraced. My own brothers treat me like a stranger. They act as if I were a foreigner. Certainly zeal for your house consumes me. I endure the insults of those who insult you. I weep and refrain from eating food, which causes others to insult me. I wear sackcloth, and they ridicule me. Those who sit at the city gate gossip about me. Drunkards mock me in their songs. O Lord, may you hear my prayer and be favorably disposed to me. O God, because of your great loyal love, answer me with your faithful deliverance. Rescue me from the mud. Don't let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me from the deep water. Don't let the current overpower me. Don't let the deep swallow me up. Don't let the pit devour me. Answer me, O Lord, for your loyal love is good. Because of your great compassion, turn toward me. Do not ignore your servant, for I am in trouble. Answer me right away. Come near and near me and redeem me, because of my enemies rescue me. You know how I am insulted, humiliated, and disgraced. You can see all my enemies. Their insults are painful and make me lose heart. I look for sympathy but receive none, for comforters but find none. They put bitter poison into my food, and to quench my thirst they give me vinegar to drink. May their dining table become a trap for them. May it be a snare for that group of friends. May their eyes be blinded, make them shake violently. Pour out your judgment on them. May your raging anger overtake them. May their camp become desolate, their tents uninhabited. For they harass the one who you discipline. They spread the news about suffering of those whom you punish. Hold them accountable for all your sins. Do not vindicate them. May their names be deleted from the scroll of the living. Do not let their names be listed with the godly. I am oppressed and suffering. O God, deliver and protect me. I will sing praises to God's name. I will magnify him as I give thanks. That will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hooves. They, the oppressed look on. Let them rejoice. 
You who seek God, may you be encouraged. For the Lord listens to the needy. He does not despise his captive people. Let the heavens and the earth praise him, along with the seas and everything that swims in them. For God will deliver Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and his people will again live in them and possess Zion. The descendants of his servants will inherit it, and those who are loyal to him will live in it. What a wonderful psalm where David is so honest about the pain and the sorrow, feeling like God's forgotten him and yet calling out to God to save and rescue him and to bring justice to. And at the same time, admitting that he wants to worship God because he sees the wonder of God's faithful, loyal love in his past and he's confident of it to come. And that worship is really a striking thing because worshiping God is not just something you do when it's easy, but you do it at all times. And that brings us to 1 Corinthians 14, in which the Apostle Paul, in this letter to the church in Corinth, which has all kinds of messiness in it, speaks of that kind of understanding of the need to worship God in the right kind of way. And we worship God because he's a God who never forgets. And he's also a God who's reaching out to the nations all around him. And so the Apostle Paul here in this section is calling out to the church in Corinth to understand that when they worship together, when they come together, they are to do it in a way that's understandable in a way that people could hear the good news of Jesus, and in a way that helps them understand that the God who they are worshiping is a God of order, a God who cares, and a God who never forgets. So let's read from 1 Corinthians 14 in Paul's instructions about worship. Pursue love and be eager for the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For the one speaking in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God, for no one understands. He is speaking mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the church may be strengthened. Just a quick little note here for those of you who are wondering what this, uh, what it means when he says speak in tongues. Uh, Most people and the commentators understand that speaking in tongues here is referring to speaking in a language unknown to other people. And it's a language that God understands, but not that the people around would understand. And that's what it means to speak in tongues here. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I help you unless I speak to you with a revelation or with knowledge or prophecy or teaching? It is similar for lifeless things that make a sound like a flute or a harp. Unless they make a distinction in the notes, how can what is played on the flute or harp be understood? If, for example, the trumpet makes an unclear sound, who will get ready for battle? It is the same for you. If you do not speak clearly with your tongue, how will anyone know what you are be- what's being said? For you will be speaking into the air. There are probably many kinds of languages in the world, and none is without meaning. If then I do not know the meaning of a language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. It is the same with you, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, seek to abound in order to strengthen the church. So then, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive. What should I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing praises with my spirit, but I will also sing praises with my mind. Otherwise, if you are praising God with your spirit, how can someone without the gift say, Amen, to do your thanksgiving, since he does not know what you are saying. For you are certainly giving thanks well, but the other person is not strengthened. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church I want to speak five words with my mind to instruct others, rather than ten thousand words in a tongue. 
Brothers and sisters, do not be children in your thinking. Instead, be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. It is written in the law, By people with strange tongues and by the lips of strangers I will speak to this people, yet not, yet not even in this way will they listen to me, says the Lord. So then, tongues are a sign not for believers but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers but for believers. So if the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues, and unbelievers or uninformed people enter, they will not say that you have will they not say that you have lost your minds? But if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or an uninformed person enters, he will be convicted by all, he will be called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and in this way he will fall down on his face to the ground and worship God, declaring God is really among you. What should you do then, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each one has a song, has a lesson, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all these be done for the strengthening of the church. If someone speaks in a tongue, it should be two or at most three, one after the other, and someone must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, he should be silent in the church. Let him speak to himself and to, the, to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should evaluate what is said. And if someone sitting down receives a revelation, the person who is speaking should conclude. For you can all prophesy one after another, so all can be learned and be encouraged. Indeed, the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets, for God is not characterized by disorder, but by peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should be silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak. Rather, let them be in submission, as in fact the law says. If they want to find out about something, they should ask their husbands at home, because it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in church. Did the word of God begin with you, or did it come to you alone? If anyone considers himself a prophet or a spiritual person, he should acknowledge that what I write to you is the Lord's command. If someone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So then, brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid anyone from speaking in tongues, and do everything in a decent and orderly manner. So there we have the Apostle Paul. Instructions about worship might be a bit confusing to you. I don't have time to explain it all. But I think the important thing is to realize that the God who never forgets is also a God who continues to speak and to reveal himself to his people and doing it all so that they would turn to him, recognize their need for his grace and mercy and worship him, the only one truly worthy of being worshipped, the God who never forgets. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.